welcome to We All Serve, the podcast featuring leadership lessons from and conversations with those veterans that have served in the United States Armed Forces. Meet your host, Robert Lewis, a proud enlisted veteran that served active duty in the United States Marine Corps, Iran, and Shalom Klein, who is privileged to be an officer in the United States Army Reserve. Hooah! They both agree, we all serve. Well, welcome, welcome to the ninth episode of We All Serve. It's such a pleasure to be back with my friend, my brother, Robert Lewis. Robert, how have you been this week? I am just doing very well, my brother. Uh, how about yourself? Awesome, awesome. You know, it's been uh, it's been a great week, great weather, actually. So great to spend some time outside and, uh, you know, just sort of getting settled. I know I told you that a couple of weeks ago, I was gone for my annual training which is sort of a staple of reserve life. You know, you train once a month for a couple of days, but then it's really awesome to get out, especially in this era of COVID, to actually get out to train and actually be with, uh, in my case, my soldiers and uh, spend some time together and train. Um, but I won't lie, it's nice to have my own shower, my own bed and uh, be back. And uh, it's been a couple of weeks now. And of course, we just, uh, our last episode that we, uh, that we uh, are distributing is, with uh, our amazing Illinois sector state, Jesse White. So that was just an awesome conversation. Honestly, I'm still coming off a high, Robert. Yeah, that was great, man. And um, I think he was very candid. Uh, he's he's very well known to have uh, more than a few stories that um, he can fill up any you know any room with, and um, so many different careers he endeavored. I mean, as a three time veteran, I mean. Of course, we we interviewed him, so we could talk about it all day. But, um, you know, that was great. And, and I'm really looking forward to today's guest. And I think you might know why. <laughs> I, I do. I do. But I just want to make I just want to provide that disclaimer that I was the one that booked our very first Marine on We All Serve. Do I get credit yeah. for that, Robert? I mean, yeah, you get credit for it. But I mean, it's about time. I didn't. <laughs> like brought, I don't know how many army members up here. So I think, you know, the old adage is, you know, for every one Marine, there's four army guys. So <laughs> Yo, I'm just telling you, there's more of us than there are of you. <laughs> no, but you know what army really means, right? It just you means made- you ain't ready for Marines yet. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. So, um, but yeah, this is great, man. I'm, I'm excited about our guest today. And, um, and uh, she's a phenomenal servant uh, to the community and uh, just really looking forward to, to hearing some of the great work she's doing. And, and Robert, before we, before we bring in our guest, and I'm also very, very excited, I've, uh, I've gotten to know uh, our guest a little bit uh, as we were just talking about before we went live um, out in Springfield and I've seen her, her work in action. But before we get there, um, this has been a, a pretty, you know, amazing week on yes. several levels, challenging week on other levels, but we like to stay positive on We All Serve. So Indeed. let's stick with the positive. Robert, what inspired you this week? Well, I'll tell you, man, one of the things that always inspires me is our fellow men and women in the armed forces uh, when uh, there's barriers that are broken. And uh, General Charge Charles C.Q. Brown Jr. Uh, became the new Air Force Chief of Staff on uh, this past Thursday making history actually as the first African-American to lead uh, any military services. 
Um, General Brown succeeded uh, General David Goldfin as the Air Force's 22nd Chief of Staff uh, at a ceremony there at um, Joint Base Andrews. So um, that is inspiring, man. There, it seems like every week that we have our podcast, there's always a new barrier being broken. Um, and just goes to show you, man, that service is at an all-time high. We've got a lot of things that are happening that are negative out there, but there's so many positives. And I think that's the unique uh, niche that we've uh, ran into with this podcast. That's right. That's right. And uh, congratulations uh, to, uh, to General Brown. It's just an incredible, incredible Indeed. accomplishment. And uh, I can't I can't top that. So with that, uh, I am absolutely delighted to bring in our ninth guest on We All Serve, uh, State Representative Stephanie Kipwood proudly served the country, as we said a moment ago, in the United States Marine Corps, served the yeah. resident of the city of Aurora <laughs> at Alderman for over nine years, now is a full-time state representative of the 84th House District, serving the re residents of Aurora, Montgomery, Naperville, and Oswego. Stephanie and her husband, Steve, and I just want to say this in Army vet have two children, Sabrina and Samuel, and Representative Kifwood is a proud alumna of Northern Illinois University, graduated with a bachelor's in political science and a master's in public administration. Um, during her tenure as state representative, uh, Representative Kifwood has introduced support legislation that has assisted and supported veterans in a major, major way and helped restore integrity to state government. Um, he has uh, served on many different committees, including, and I'm just going to name off a couple, uh, the Chair of Veterans Affairs, the Chair of the State Government Administration, Vice Chair of Appropriations General Service um, on Adoption and Child Welfare, Revenue and Finance, Income Tax Subcommittee, Agency Operations Subcommittee as a sub-chairperson, and the sub-chairperson of the Government Process Subcommittee. That's quite the bio, and uh, our guest is quite the leader. Representative Stephanie Kifwood, thank you so much for joining us on We All Serve. Welcome. Oh, yes, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to bring some class to this uh, this podcast <laughs> by having a, another Marine. I am the Arr. only uh, female veteran in the whole General Assembly, 179 individuals. And I am uh, one of two Marines. There's also a Marine in the Senate. So I don't see him very often, but so I'm the only Marine in the House. So we are the few, few and the proud. Um, but I, I, I on your show, I, I do have a confession. Uh, my son, in an act of complete defiance, joined the Navy. So he is right now just finished his quarantine and is should be in uh, Navy boot camp uh, for three days now. And uh, of course, as a parent, I'm proud of him. I really pushed for the Marines and my husband, of course, pushed for the Army. And he said, I'll have none of that. Uh, I'm going Navy. So. Mm. <laughs> So, wow. Uh, and well, I we, we're not, proud not of we're, my daughter to join the Air Force. We could have had a four pack, but she just said don't. <laughs> you know, Representative, there's the Space Force now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to be. I'm old school. I'm still like, you know, and, and, and forgive me the Coasties out there. I know there's a couple of Coasties that watch your show probably, right? There you I, go. Absolutely. We've got a book of Coasties on the show. But yeah, congratulations and wishing your son well. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, they're not beating him up too bad uh, out at boot camp. But uh, I know he's gonna. I know we all have our experiences um, through our respective uh, 
beginnings of our military career. And those are the for formative moments. I know Robert can uh, lead us in a cadence right now and, sure. and march us off. Yes, absolutely. So uh, yeah, I can do that. So this this might this might take you back a little bit. Stepping out on your left, your right or left. Stepping out on your left or right, right on your left foot. Give me your left, your left, your right or left. Stepping out on your left or right, right on your left foot. Give me your left, your left, your left, your left. Right, low high, low right. Yellow hot, low hot, low right. Just a little bit of Marine cadence for you guys there. There we go. Well, you know, the Marine Corps boot camp is three months. The Navy's only two months. So, uh, yep. so we're, we're interested to see what he does and, and uh, some of the things. I guess nowadays they have a, a, a Facebook page, like a recruit Facebook page that you, oh, wow. you don't know if you'll see pictures of your, your loved, you know, your child on there. But uh, so I'm, I'm really interested to be on this side of the of the fence, I guess you'd say, because I know what boot camp is and my husband does. And we've been like kind of uh, reminiscing about our days in, in boot camp. You know, remember when, you know, I remember when I had a week of liver, boiled liver, fried liver, liver and onions. I mean, you got to love that boot camp chow hall. So yes, uh, I think I think they've upgraded the chow hall a little bit for since uh, 30 years ago. So I was in in 1990. So. Oh, wow. I was in in 95. So and you were oh, okay. and you were East Coast, correct, Representative? Paris Island, all yep. the way. So, Did they still have those sand fleas? Oh yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> we got we had to do push-ups in the in the weeds, and uh, that night I um I looked down. I thought I had chicken pox. I had so many sand flea bites all over my arms. I swear to God, it was chicken pox. I was like, oh my goodness, what have yep. I got myself into? <laughs> I was I was Hollywood, so. But yeah, you those sunglasses. Uh, yeah, we had sunglasses and the the Richard Gear look, you know. But yeah, no, we had we had <laughs> so those sunglasses. <laughs> we're, we're so tough, we let the uh, the sun burn our retinas, man, because we can handle yep. it. You know, yep. not like you, uh, California guys. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I get ragged on all the time by my East Coast Marines all the time. Oh, but uh, yep, yep. So, so representative, tell us, you know, um, well, first I want to kind of dive into like growing up as a, a young girl, um, where'd you grow up first of all and what inspired you to join the Marine Corps? So I grew up in a, a small town called Wheaton, Illinois. Uh, you might be familiar with it. So sure. I graduated uh, from Wheaton Central, which is now Mariano's. So they've, uh, you know, wow. childhood very well. Good grocery store right there. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, my parents, um, they pretty much donated all my college fund to the divorce attorneys. They, they were having a lot of fun fighting themselves. So, uh, oh, wow. you know, growing up uh, when my parents divorced when I was in high school uh, was not always pleasant, but I had a lot of friends. And um, one of my friends lived out in Midlothian. And, um, you know, I, I realized after I graduated high school that um, there should be a little bit more to life than just what I was doing, which was working at a grocery store, you know, and, and making ends meet and paying rent on a room and stuff like that. And so I opened the phone book back in the day where wow. I know I'm a phone book person. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, I opened up the phone book and actually the recruiting station I got recruited out of, I thought, Oh, it might be fun to see the world. And, and of course, uh, you know, I wanted to join the best. So I went right into the Marine Corps, you know, I, I would have, 
uh, maybe considered uh, the Air Force because that sounded like the most fun, um, you know, and then maybe, maybe the other ones. I don't know about that. But uh, um, I actually, when I was visiting my friends, I, uh, the recruiting station was in Harvey, Illinois. Wow. So I actually was recruited out of Harvey, Illinois. I think that recruiting station has since closed down. But uh, so mm-hmm. I walked in, I said, sign me up, Sarge. I want to, you know, see the world and, um, you know, uh, see what life has to offer. And uh, I signed up on the spot. Wow. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So, I mean, and uh, and then off to Paris Island you went. And, you know, I guess naturally as a woman Marine, someone, at, you know, 30 years ago, um, I, I'm curious, like, what was that experience uh, becoming a, a Marine? And as a female, what was that like for you? And, and how do you liken it to how, ti- how times have changed now? Well, I think uh, becoming a Marine was a little bit uh, easier for me in boot camp because I always ran track and cross country and I was always mm. into sports. So uh, the physical fitness part of it did not bother me. Uh, we always um, talk about being being a woman in boot camp, uh, not to be a little bit um, feminine, but uh, there was a woman in my platoon um, who was uh, a couple cup sizes bigger than the average. And when she did push-ups, uh, her chest didn't, didn't leave the ground. <laughs> and so we always kind of laugh at those kind of nuances because, uh, you know, she'd always be like yelled at, like, get up higher off the ground. She'd be like up on her fingertips, you know, trying to get off the ground. And so those little nuances are, are a little, I think, a little bit unique to female recruits that uh, male recruits don't have to deal with that much. Uh, but overall, I thought uh, boot camp was very motivating. Um, I'm a little bit jealous that they got the crucible now and some of that other really fun stuff that the, the new recruits are, are really challenging themselves with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just exhilarating to, to pin on and, and be called a Marine, one of the fewer and the prouder because, um, you know, women Marines are, uh, I think, uh, uh, like one or 2% of the overall Marine Corps. So, um, mm-hmm. it's very unique to be, um, in this this class that I'm in, it's, it's very, um, very challenging outside of the Marine Corps being uh, a woman Marine, because, um, you know, sometimes people don't even know how to, how to relate. And sometimes I don't know how to relate because as you know, in the Marine Corps, it's like, get the job done. It doesn't matter. We are like, you know, full speed ahead. And, um, you know, some that's not necessarily a stereotypical female trait sometimes, you know, mm. and uh, and so when you're straightforward saying we got to get this job done, people are, are taken back or they're they're a little bit um, off guard because mm-hmm. I got long hair and and I look the way I look. But then I can, you know, be direct and to the point and and, and get, you know, mission driven and and. Um, it's a weird quagmire that I think female, not just female Marines, but female veterans find themselves in because you don't, you're not stereotypically female, but right. you're not obviously male. So you're like in this uh, purgatory in the civilian world that that can be pretty isolating and, and pretty lonely, to be quite honest. So, so we just talked about your entry into the Marine Corps. I'm actually curious also about your exit from the Marine Corps, although you you probably never really exited. I know you're a Marine at heart, and I know that, you know, bottom line, the theme of the show is really we all serve, that you certainly continue to serve in a major way. But at what point did you decide to um, to 
to discharge and, and move on into the civilian sector. And I know you we've, we've talked a little bit about some of the things that you've done and we'll continue to talk about some of those accomplishments, but when did you decide to, um, to leave and how did your service affect what you did next? Well, it, it's kind of a, a funny story. I, um, I was, I served during the Clinton years and, and there was downsizing going on. And so I had to put my SRB in front of the review panel for reenlistment. So I had initially put in for reenlistment request and I requested to go to Quantico, Virginia. And so I went, you know, and, and my book, I got Marine of the quarter, uh, right before I went to Okinawa. So I was stationed at Camp Pendleton for three years. And then I went over to Okinawa, Japan for one year. And uh, I got Marine of the Corps at Camp Pendleton, uh, Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton, right before I shipped out to, um, to Okinawa. So I got an E-4 when all the ranks were, were pretty much frozen in my, um, my MOS. Um, so I had put in and I was all gung-ho. I actually called on my family and told them I was re-enlisted. My SRB got selected for re-enlistment to Quantico. I was going to be in the public relations office there because I was admin. I served during a time when women were non-combatant. So we were not allowed any of the MOSs that are available today to women and, and just getting uh, opened up as we speak. And um, then I talked to a, a master sergeant. And I asked him, I said, Master Sergeant, you know, you're retiring. What are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to college and figure out what kind of job I want. And I immediately froze. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to put in 20 years in the military. No offense to the retirees people and start figuring out my life then. Uh, so I actually, uh, uh, you know, put in a letter to rescind my request for reenlistment. And I, I got out with uh, less than $1,000 in my pocket, uh, no place to live. And, um, you know, back then I just thought, you know, hanging out in people's homes while I was figuring out what I was supposed to do was, uh, you know, just hanging out in people's houses. But I, I realized now that I was, uh, you know, technically homeless. You know, I was couch surfing is the term, you know, and, and I didn't realize that. Um, in fact, when my grandmother picked me up at Midway Airport, I didn't even have a warm coat because I was always been in war warm weather climates. And, uh, and she brought me this big um, plaid wool coat with the sleeves about three inches too short <laughs> and oh, parked wow. in the taxi lane at Midway and everybody's honking at us. It was crazy. Uh, so I had no transition to civilian life at all. <laughs> wow! It was just kind of like here's the door and and walk right through it. So uh, it, it it was pretty interesting experience. I worked uh, two jobs, uh, a day job and an, an evening job to to make enough money to make ends meet. And then I realized that there was this thing in Illinois called the Illinois Veterans Grant. That and um, one of the things that happened when I got out is I didn't realize that when I applied for all the colleges, I got out in in January. So I was applying, you know, to colleges for the fall. I didn't realize colleges already cut off, you know, several months earlier. Uh, so really the only university that took me in was Northern Illinois University, um, recognizing that I was in the military and I had really no control over, uh, you know, my situation and when I was applying. So, uh, and then I'm thankful for that. So. It was really quite crazy. Like I said, I worked two jobs until school started. And then I, I moved to DeKalb and, and was able to keep one of my jobs while I was in college and got my GI Bill and my Illinois Veterans Grant. And um, and uh, so, and you know, just persevere, adapt and overcome, right? That's, that's, that's what right. I did. That's right. 
Wow. That's yeah, that, that's <laughs> typical. I mean, because, you know, I, I did four years as well, representative. And when I, you know, I came out, I came out with a family, though. I came out with a small family and kind of similar, did not know, did not really have a clue of how I was going to make it, where I was going to live. Uh, but I knew, hey, I had family. Um, I had my family. I had family back home. And I felt I would be okay. I, I thought I had enough skills. I thought I had enough training and all that good stuff that when I got back home or wherever I landed, that I could just pick up from that point. But th that is, uh, you know, you're really naive <laughs> if you're like I was 20, 21, uh, now a veteran. You have no clue of what it's going to be like. But um, no, that's interesting. So also, um, I see also your financial advisor mm -hmm. um, and are you a financial advisor currently? Um, no, or, I'm, I'm full-time. I'm a full-time full, state representative. Full-time. So, okay. Yeah. Great. Great. So, so I, 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 um, that's in another ahead. world. I, I was a registered financial advisor for six years with um, uh, bank. It's now, well, what is it now? It was first national bank of Chicago, but it got mm -hmm. eaten up by bank one. I think it got eaten up by Chase, but I was, I was in the first national bank of Chicago wave. And then, uh, then I went to Morgan Stanley, uh, and then I had kids, uh, stayed home and, and I was an alderman full time. And, and, uh, then I was a state rep full time. So I believe the the people deserve my attention, uh, with regards to the state of Illinois, a hundred percent. No, I agree. And, um, first of all, thank you for your service, continuous service, uh, as a state representative as well. Um, and, you know, now that you made the the right decision, we we've we've established you made the right decision to be a marine. Uh, we've we're also established that um, you're a hard charger. Uh, you know, they have many many terminologies for for marines, but we'll we'll stick with hard charger right now. Um, and also as a state rep, I mean, what um, of your experiences in the Marine Corps? Uh, obviously. Um, you know, you, you, you can take charge. You, you, um, you really know how to get the job done. Um, you're self-motivated. All of those things I'm sure you use uh, to, to motivate your staff and do the things you do with the state. So if you had to um, summarize, in a, in a sense, what your Marine Corps service did to uh, propel you to uh, serve in the state representative, what would that, what would that be? Well, I think the number one thing I hear uh, from individuals is that I, I'm just straightforward. Like other individuals, um, you know, they ride the fence or they, they try to be like maybe. And, and uh, you know, if there's there's a bill I think there's problems with, I, I just say there's problems with it. I'm not voting for it. And they're like, oh, well, thanks for being candid. You know, I'm candid and I'm straightforward. Um, even individuals of the other party, I'm on the Democrat, even, even my Republican colleagues have uh, called me and emailed me for being fair and impartial in committee meetings. And, um, you know, I believe like in the Marine Corps, you know, adapt and overcome, you know, you can go over, you can go around, you can go under, you can. And uh, sometimes when people come to me with uh, concerns with their bills, I say, well, okay, well, this is one way you're doing it. Let's say uh, like for me, for me, we're working really hard with veteran home, uh, veteran suicide and homelessness. 
And, you know, there's not just one way to do it. You know, we can do it another way, cause, but the end goal has to be to, to prevent and eliminate veteran suicide and homelessness. So if there's one way that, that uh, you know, we might not have funding for, there's got to be another way. And, and so I think looking at all angles is, is really important. And uh, some people just get, uh, and, and it's not to their detriment, but they get fixated on one solution and I'm always trying to, to give them alternate solutions and ideas that um, could help them out. So uh, pretty much I'm just straightforward. It takes a lot of people sometimes off guard. Um, like I said, it can be very isolating when when you are that way. Because um, when, when I say I'm no on a bill, unless something changes and it doesn't change, I'm no on a bill, that puts people off that might you know, change their vote or, or, or whatnot. And, and there's nothing I can do about that, but that's just, it's just the way I roll it. You, you get what you get. That's who I am. You're not, you're not going to get any, any sugar coating. <laughs> I, I can't be sweet, but you ain't getting sugar coating. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And if you were a young Stephanie Kifowitz starting, starting all over again, are there any lessons that you've learned both in your time in the Marine Corps, as well as in your, you know, following civilian career, which I love that you've sort of blended the two, that you are now using your time uh, in service to uh, to help those coming out of service, whether it's around uh, suicide prevention and education. What would you do differently? What would you tell a young Stephanie Kifwood right now? Well, if I was joining the Marines today, I'd be looking at a whole lot of MOS opportunities I did not have. <laughs> So I would definitely, def I mean, I was admin by default because uh, women were, of course, excluded from combat up until recently. Uh, and a lot of MOSs are are available now. And I, I think I would really broaden my horizon and, and um, you know, serve to a greater capacity. Not that admin isn't a good capacity because people need to be fed. They need to be paid. They need their their books updated. And, you know, it is still... I have had a couple people um, diminish my service because it was just admin and, and I was uh, deployed to Okinawa and I wasn't deployed to the sandbox. And, you know, and, and uh, there are some people out there that that diminish, you know, maybe my service because I'm a female more than others. I don't know. Uh, but um, admin, I think, was is a fine job. But if I could do it over again, I'd like to try an, a different one, a different uh, MOS, a different field um that i could be of service to as well um overall i think i've had a blessed life and you know just persevere and and um you know keep your moral compass on north you know i mean you, i just i don't compromise my ethics or my integrity and and i think that's that's something that young people need to you know stick their stake in the ground as well and and not compromise and that's why you know there's a lot of veteran entrepreneurs out there because uh they they see uh, a higher way or a more a more uh efficient way to do things and when you're caught in the bureaucratic of their you know somebody else's model and doing something else a different way um you know veterans are just hard charging out there mission oriented and and we have a lot of veteran entrepreneurs out there because of that as well and so you know all that is is encouraging um recently i was just um elected president of the women marine association for the northern illinois district so you know trying yeah. to trying yeah. to work that all together and and trying to build camaraderie in a fractured military um you know, community that we have. We're just not 
coming together like uh you know the world war ii guys did and and you know and and you know we gotta we gotta start working together because uh, connectivity is is one of the ways that we can reduce veteran suicide reaching out and connecting like you are doing thank you so much with our 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 veteran uh brothers and sisters indeed indeed and thank you thank you and congratulations again uh, on uh your election um and, you know, I, I would like to know, you know, because you're a very inspiring uh, individual, one who, um, as the theme of our show says, you know, we all serve. You've been serving um, for majority of your life. You've been in service and your family as well, obviously, with your your son in the Navy. Uh, well, we won't talk about that, but we'll we'll just congratulate him because he's serving and that's wonderful. Um, who, who would you name as role models uh, along the way? Well, you know what, I go back, I guess if you'd call it a role model, but I, I absorb things that people tell me. And um, one of my very first uh, people I looked up to was a staff sergeant. And I was, you know, in E3 complaining to him about a couple of things. And he looked at me and he goes, don't be complaining to me, get in a position where you can make change. You know, right. I, you know, and, and, and that's always stuck with me that you, you can sit on the couch and complain or you can just um grab the bull by the horns and start making change it doesn't happen overnight but it, it does make change and um one of the partnerships i have is with uh, casa court appointed special advocates and they love working with veterans because they want to make a change and they're mission oriented so any veterans out there uh illinois court advocate special court appointed special advocate which is they're fighting for kids that need a voice um is one of the things so that was my my very first like inspirational um saying or you know really i think the staff sergeant just wanted me to go away but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I, had I always I talk about my uh... do, you know go make your own change you know but it was i thought yeah. it was very impactful and then everybody I, I everybody I meet, I just try to absorb um, just inspirational, motivational things from people. Just recently, I had a, a conversation with uh, retired command sergeant major Michelle Jones. Uh, she was uh, an amazing woman. I mean, we just laughed and uh, female veteran to female veteran. And the hour went by very fast and um, we're planning an event with her in September and just to motivate, you know, and uh, we don't do that enough of ourselves. And so I guess I can't point to one person I, I assimilate and I, I bring together all these things from people, even people um, in my neighborhood that work really hard. You know, we can just, like you said at the beginning of the show, you know, what motivates you today? And, and you can find at least one thing uh, that that motivates you from my family to, you know, my, my son in the in the Navy to just, you know, overall. But that was, I think, the first uh, going back. Uh, that was like the first thing from my military that I can remember that sticks with me every day. You don't complain right. about it. Get in a position to make the change you need to change. And, and I guess that's what's guiding me. And that's where I'm at today, trying to make the change uh, for a better lives for our veterans, for our better lives for people in Illinois. And and overall, you know, doing what I can uh, to serve. 
I, I love it. And that's quite inspirational for all of us. And I hope everybody can take that lesson again. That theme is we all serve. It doesn't matter whether you put on the uniform or even which uniform you put on. Um, the idea is giving back and, and serving in some capacity um, and, and being involved. Never, ever, ever say that somebody else has to do something. Always, like your staff sergeant said, is, you know, be the change, make make it happen. I mean, it's a perfect segue. Uh, I know, um, Representative, you have served as uh, chair of the Veterans Affairs uh, Committee in the House, and uh, you've been involved in quite a few pieces of legislation that has made uh literally changed lives, quite literally saved lives and changed lives for those that have served. And I know both Robert and I are grateful and thankful um, to you for that, along with so many others throughout the state of Illinois. Um, but what is the piece of legislation that you're perhaps most proud of? And, uh, and what are some of the things that you might be working on right now as it relates to veterans? Well, the, I guess you could call my signature piece was um, several years ago, uh, I put together legislation to form a veteran suicide prevention task force and, and the members traveled throughout the whole state. And it wasn't scientific. It was just listening to what veterans had to say. So sometimes I think that we have to hear what people have to say with regards to things um, just overall. And um, it was amazing. And with that, we put forth a package, our, our veteran suicide prevention package, a bunch of legislation uh, to help our struggling veterans who are uh, having a hard time transitioning and uh, having a hard time. And uh, I'm still on it. Uh, this year, I'm on the Governor's Challenge, which is a nationwide initiative to prevent veteran suicide and working with a lot of clinicians and, and a lot of uh, people to really um, meet the needs of our, of our veterans who are struggling out there. And again, connectivity is one of the, the big things with that. And so we definitely need to keep up the work. So that's my ongoing ever-present uh, initiative along with helping uh, some other, you know, tax breaks for veterans and some of those other things. But that's like, that's my, that's, that's my main thing that, that we really need to work at is, is uh, reaching out. I'm very, very excited because the VA now um, has a program in place where veterans can self-identify their state they're going home to up to a year before their discharge. So now we can finally, uh, we weren't able to get this information before the DOD locked it down, but wow. they can voluntarily give that up and the state can now reach out to them up to a year before their discharge and start talking to them about benefits and, and wow. things like you were talking about housing and, and what are you going to do in a transition plan specifically to the state of Illinois, not a generic one that they have now, but we can. And so I'm really excited for that to go online. So um, I'm just really, really here for, for my fellow veterans that are getting out. Also our Vietnam veterans, now that they're retired and they're sitting at home, especially in COVID, they're lonely and depressed. They're at a higher risk of suicide as well. So trying to reach out to them and Zoom call with them and, and just trying to do all I can. Well, that's phenomenal. And thanks for sharing that information with our, our viewers and listeners. Uh, as that's as a program manager here in the state of Illinois, that's I know that's a big fight for all the resources, uh, veteran resources throughout the states uh, to have some sort of access or connectivity to um, military members who will become veterans, you know, a lot sooner than, um, you know, the what was before a few weeks before they landed at home. So that that's huge. That is huge. I, I'm so glad to hear that. 
Um, well, you know, I think with all of your success, uh, representative, um, as a Marine, uh, as uh, a state representative, you're 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 continuously um, just leading the way with service and setting an example. I mean, if you had to say what would be next for you, what would you say? Oh, I, you know, I, I believe in, in the good Lord put me on the path I got to go on. So, you know, when that door opens, I will recognize it and walk through it right now. I am uh, just blessed to continue to serve the people of Illinois and, and to work with individuals and, and talking about veterans. Um, one of the things that, that disappoints me sometimes is when I visit businesses and I ask them, how many veterans do you have on staff? And they said, we don't know. We mm. do a luncheon in November, but we don't know. And, and that, again, we got to get connectivity. You know, we got to in, inspire businesses to do um, like, uh, you know, once a week, let the veterans have coffee together or uh, recognize that if you have a combat veteran, don't have them sitting with their back against the, the window. And, um, you know, really recognizing that veterans are great. But, uh, you know, we, we do need to have some acknowledgement, I think, to, to create that, that community. And um, when, when businesses say, oh, we hire veterans and we put them in the call center, you have a highly skilled individual in a call center. It's not going to work. But, um, you know, just educating, educating, educating to the best of my ability with anybody who listened to me, <laughs> you know, because uh, veterans are phenomenal, multifaceted. And I, I think the, the, you know, the civilian world doesn't doesn't understand us the way that I think we need to be understood. But there's a lot going on and, and not enough people talking, not enough people wanting to um, to recognize it. And, um, you know, we, we really need to have that discussion and we really need businesses to understand who their veterans are, talk to them about the environment they're working in, talk to them about, you know, just about life in general and and um, because we don't want to lose another veteran to uh, suicide and again I, I, I keep saying this word connectivity we need to connect and and that's that's gonna bring down our, our veteran suicide numbers and um, and it's not everybody's thought of it you know I mean I, I can say when I got out things are tough I've thought of it uh, but we need to make sure that people have a place to go when they think about it to talk to somebody peer-to-peer and I uh, have that connectivity for them. And so I'll just keep doing that as long as the good Lord lets me do it. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's the road I'm supposed to be on. Perfect. Perfect. And we're grateful that you continue to do that. I have two final questions for you as we wrap up. Um, first is on the, uh, on the glorious day of the, uh, of the army Navy game. What does that scene look like currently in the Kifwit household? And what will it look like when your when your son comes home from training? Oh well, um, well, I mean, my husband does annoy me. He gets annoyed by me because there's a lot more USMC stuff throughout the whole house than there is. Uh. <laughs> We've kind of <laughs> taken that over. <laughs> so. Uh, 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 no, every day, every day is all about our veterans. And so our flag uh, flies two, uh, 365 days a year. It, it's not an object of decor on our house. It's always there. And, and when our, uh, our son comes home, it, it's going to be a well welcoming and, uh, and we're going to be very proud of him. And we <laughs> might make a couple, a couple uh, fun um, tidbits about maybe, you know, their, you know, whose uniform's better. And <laughs> okay. 
Okay. You know, there are you know, some one Navy in there, but not a lot of Navy digs. You know, the guy, <laughs> the guy is, is awesome. He, he's serving his country right now, and uh, he's going to be right. on computer tech, computers, which is very important. And the Navy has a lot of computers on a lot of ships, <clears> so <throat> it's, it's definitely good for him. So every day, yeah. every day we celebrate every day. That's awesome. And last question for you, especially in this uh, era of, of COVID, you talked about obviously the businesses in your district and, uh, and you know, your, your, your primary job, which certainly as you, as we've talked about over the past 45 minutes or so, um, as you've drawn from your experience in service, um, is you are a state representative. And so is there a, uh, a favorite, uh, place, a favorite restaurant that you want to shout out to in, uh, in uh, in your district uh, that you want our listeners, our viewers to uh, to check out and visit. Oh, a favorite visit! You know, I have uh, each district is one hundred nine thousand people, so uh, uh, I know. I, yeah, I don't want to make you so call out a favorite. Far, it's, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I just I just want people to shop local because um, I see a lot of uh, boxes on people's. Um, porches, which I understand, but it would be nice if those are. So I'll give a shout out, not in my district, so I won't get anybody, but uh, we really like uh, to shop local. And uh, if you're a hot sauce, if you really like hot sauce, we enjoy Gindo's hot sauce. It's, uh, you know, locally made in Batavia and they do deliver to your doorstep if you're within 50 miles of, of Batavia, Illinois. And so uh, I would I would give a shout out to Gindo's Hot Sauce. That's like the number one in our in our household. So if you're a hot sauce lover, nice. um, I would give them a shout out and then I won't get anybody mad in my district because they're in Batavia, which is a different district. <laughs> there you go. Nice. I'll definitely check it out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Representative, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Robert, any uh, any final questions or thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Just thank you very much for all that you're doing uh, for the state of Illinois and in particular your district um, and um, all that you can continue to do to serve. Um, and on your new election, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming aboard with us uh, to highlight um, your service as it continues uh, as a, a woman in service as well uh, and just sharing all your experiences. Um, you're really going to speak to uh, a lot of our audience who are maybe thinking about uh, joining the service and now they'll be like, oh, I, I think I might need to go to the Marine Corps. So, uh, <laughs> so the best uniforms. If you want to look the best, you, you got to join. Those dress blues. Those and I gotta blue. tell you, it, it was pivotal. I, I, I yeah. can't even think of what my life would have been like without it. And uh, it was yeah. it was the best decision I made. And I loved seeing a bit of the world and and I, I love serving. So uh, definitely I would join the Marine Corps in a heartbeat. It, it was a wonderful experience. And my husband, the same with the army. I mean, service is, um, it's a calling. And, yeah. uh, and, and definitely it's, it's, it's just a, a phenomenal experience that's almost indescribable. Agreed. Agreed. Well, well we yeah. all serve. We all serve. So all thank serve. you, everyone. And remember, service is not just in the military or in a particular uniform. It's wherever or what capacity you decide to serve. It still matters. So we all serve. That's right. We all serve. And um, again, thank you, Representative, for joining us. Thank and you. Um, you can always 
uh, download podcast from We All Serve, wherever you find your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, um, all over the place. Um, but also check out uh, on YouTube, check out We All Serve, um, where you can actually watch uh, watch these conversations. Make sure you click subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We have an awesome lineup in store for you, so you don't want to miss a minute of it. Um, thank you, uh, Representative Stephanie Kifwick, for joining us on the ninth episode of We All Serve. Thank you, my friend, brother, Robert Lewis, for another awesome episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Likewise, brother. Thank, thank you. you. Yep. Thank you.